Hi everyone, I'm Mamataj, um, and I'm here with Ben. I'm Ben. Uh, <laughs> I'm all, I know Mamataj through the Face the Belief Forum and the Youth Council. Yeah, we're both involved in the Youth Council, and we have been for uh, maybe a couple of years now. And today we're starting back up our podcast series, um, and we're starting it back up by talking about the year ahead and what we kind of want to see but also what we're expecting and how those two might diverge yeah so the podcasts were always envisioned as like conversations really just about like what's going on um and sort of what we're hopeful about and what we're fearful about um and what maybe we're dreaming of (laughs) uh so sometimes those topics have been in the past about like the environment about race about faith um about the wage gap, um, loads of different things. Uh, Yeah, so this year, obviously right at the beginning of 2019, uh, we're gonna be looking forward to the year ahead and looking at what we are like hopeful and fearful and dreaming of uh, in the coming year, because obviously got 363 days left of it. (laughs) Yep. So we're we're gonna start this off by first talking about um, the, cl- uh, the climate and climate change and what we are hopeful, fearful and dreaming of in that space. So if I start um, with climate change, I was at the um, COP24 discussions and negotiations and what I saw there was um, a very tense atmosphere with many leading world players refusing to acknowledge science and the need for progress um, or I guess how much progress we need um, to tackle the urgent problem of climate change um, that doesn't paint a very optimistic picture so I'm fearful of that and whether the rule book and whether um, the UNFCCC so the UN framework for uh, the U- UN framework so the United Nations framework for the Convention on Climate Change um, sets out um, how to tackle climate change from an emissions point of view and they're trying to decrease it to um, 1.5 degrees degrees, yeah of an increase in global temperature Um, and the likelihood is there was an IPCC report that came out I think in October or September last year um, that showed just how uh, close we are to not achieving that um, but again, as I was saying, um, it's the, it's not a very optimistic picture and it just doesn't seem like it might happen and lots of uh, countries and nations and states are um, hesitant or reluctant to do anything that might make a positive impact in tackling climate change. Um, and it isn't just about uh, trying to address the problem or um, stop it. It it is also about like making an active effort to adjust to the impacts and implications of it happening today, not just looking at how we can stop it in the future. How do we make sure that how it's impacting people across the world, um, disproportionately people of colour and people from low income backgrounds and people in the global south. how are we making sure that they're protected and safe against the um, 
adverse impacts of climate change as it is. Um, so I'm fearful of that also. Maybe you can give us a hopeful. Yeah, so I was at a potentially equally important conference recently. <laughs> Maybe not as important on the world stage, but for British Jewry, Nimud is like super important. Uh, it's great. It's like this big learning festival for a week uh, from about the 23rd-ish of December to about the 29th, something like that maybe 21st 27th or 8th it was good uh, there was loads and loads of sessions about like the climate and climate change and different rabbis and like other leaders in the community talking about the changes they've made in their own lives and the changes they have sort of seen other people make or they've made alongside other people um, so loads of it was like really great um, loads of like good things to take away like one rabbi was showing us all of her great like reusable things she's got like bamboo cutlery she takes everywhere and she always has tupperware just in case <laughs> um just so that, like you don't waste so much food and you also don't have to use like a polystyrene box every time you want to take some food home and that was like cool because obviously i eat a lot and you know i want to not waste it and having a box would be really helpful mm. uh, and she also had like straws and like cleaning mechanisms um but she also really really stressed like how much that is like way behind the curve mm. that is like so like obviously re reusing and like really reducing the amount of like plastic and oil and it just resources we use is like super important but yeah she kind of was saying that that's maybe we're, that was like the solution a long time ago before like you had these just this just huge amount of resources used up um, and so she was saying that everybody's in different positions, uh, like financially or like just life positions. Um, like some people have kids and so there's just some things that they need to buy, like loads of new clothes for their kids because their feet keep growing. Um, but she said that she'd not bought like any new clothes apart from like maternity stuff for like a year just because she realized she actually really, really didn't need to. Partly because there's loads and loads of good like secondhand things, and partly because she had so many clothes she never wore, and so like she could just wear those for example. Um, yeah, and there are loads of other sessions talking about the amount of energy it takes just to make um, things like a new mug, and like people just constantly buying mugs is not like an enormously helpful thing, even though it's a really really easy present for your teacher, mother, father, <laughs> or really any other person day. Um, yeah so there's this thing where like it links into just consumerism and this constant desire to buy more stuff and make yourself happy uh, but that also kind of means that the sea levels rise and we'll lose Holland um, <laughs> so it's like you know bit of each <laughs> so I will say what I'm dreaming of for this year is um, first and foremost for myself to be more conscious oh. of my consumer habits um, of how much waste I'm um, giving out to the world um how much energy and carbon i'm using um and just just like i think in general just becoming trying to become a more ethical consumer it's incredibly hard but i guess well i won't know what it's like until i actually commit to it for a longer time than i have um that's what i'm dreaming of for myself uh, selfishly <laughs> but like more wider than that 
I really want to see um, statesmen and statespeople um, taking the issue of climate change much more seriously and recognising how urgent it is and yes unfortunately that means um, we need to invest more in adaptation so adapting to the effects of climate change whilst also investigating and also putting in place implementation methods of how to combat the neg more negative effects of climate change um, which we will see this year we'll have so much more um, one-off weather events that are just more horrific and sudden and um, life-destroying than we've ever seen before and what we'll end up seeing is more and more people dying because of it and that we we need to make sure that these people have help when in the aftermath and a lot of that means coughing up the money to do it and that, that money should come from the world's biggest polluters you know um because most of the time it's the global south paying the price um so that's what i'm dreaming of yeah, and like I'm dreaming also. Well, I'm dreaming of like positive change, like people like not just seeing David Attenborough documentaries <laughs> and stopping using straws, uh, like putting pressure on the people that supply them with their things, because like in the same way as like the like lots of countries in the global south that experience the worst effects of climate change, lot uh, but really can't stop like me just constantly using up resources that make the world worse. Um, like when I go to large supermarkets and they just randomly put plastic on things in like the most peculiar ways mm. um, like I can do my best to not buy as much but at some level everything just seems to come with plastic so there are fun things you can do to like try and put pressure on your like suppliers to not do that kind of thing um, yeah so it's actually the birthday of the trees the, the Jewish festival that's the birthday of like trees and fruit trees and stuff uh, so it's like really, really linked to like appreciating nature and looking after the world that like we were given, um, and making sure that we don't mess it up too much. Um, so yeah, like one of the things that people often do will be like plant trees, which is obviously great because sucks in some of that carbon, which is <laughs> good. Uh, but also, uh, you can sort of if it's like cold and wet, or like you just literally dab a garden. Um, one of the things that you could do is like package up all the random like completely bizarrely unrecyclable things that you get from supermarkets and put it in a big bag and post it to the free post of your local supermarket uh, to like suggest to them that this is like this is the impact they have on you as like just basically a normal consumer and just mm. like point it out because maybe they have not noticed the amount of plastic in their shops uh, that could be a potential reason so yeah so I'm really really hopeful for people like noticing what they're doing and like noticing who is kind of forcing them to do those things and making the point to those like big big like sort of powers uh, and try and get them to change their behavior because it'd just be much easier if stuff didn't come in so much like unreusable things um and that would that would help everybody make just big change to the society in one quick go uh yeah i'm not yeah i guess the bit yeah the big thing is always inequality and power yeah and it's just about ways to redress that balance <clears throat> yep and another inequality in power um is in the sphere of uh, technology um which abuses a lot of its power as well um so in the coming year given all the 
exposés I think we had in the past year with Cambridge Analytica um, previous to that with WikiLeaks uh, I think I think we should expect a year for more and more again like conscious consumers of information people questioning where they get their information from um, people asking who said it why did they say it what's their um, what's their purpose that's what I'm hopeful for anyway I think what I'm fearful of is this rhetoric of fake news continuing and this cycle of um, vicious cycle of fake news flowing around um, and people just taking in information without um, critically thinking carrying on um, which it fully well could um, and then further to that that being abused by people who have the power to abuse it so um, manipulating uh, what people should think and how they should vote um, that could very well be something in the, in the year coming uh, there are quite a few elections coming up in Europe and um, well there's always an election somewhere and I'm sure there's always someone who wants something to go a certain way and if they have the means to do that then why wouldn't they and, but I just hope that we as a people um, won't do that uh, that's what I'm fearful of and hopeful for yeah so I'm like totally with you <coughs> like it's really really scary like if you, you can download the data that like Facebook has on you and if you're listening to this and you found it on Facebook one of the data points will be you love great podcasts <laughs> so good for you uh, but like yeah it's like they have so much information and yeah there's I don't think there's really any way of like fully controlling sort of what gets done with that information and if you watched any of the senate hearings in America mm. and watched like I'm sure very good at something senators like <laughs> questioning like Facebook and like Mark Zuckerberg and stuff about like basically how to get past their own lock screens on their phones like I'm very concerned that like <laughs> the sort of the, the balance the checks and balances and stuff on the power of like technology giants is not very good um so yeah like that's really really not not cool do you think that will change this yeah I don't know like part of the problem is people wanting it to change yeah like people understanding the issue enough yeah. to desire that change to happen um because yeah like if if the people that understand the problem don't really have access to power which is usually the well often the case yeah because if if the people that understood the problem had access to power mm. it often wouldn't be a problem yeah uh, ask ask um, people anyway uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna make wild generalizations about people with power uh, but I won't do that now um so yeah like yeah I, I think if people really really understood that it just wouldn't happen um but on the other hand there's loads of stories of like technology actually helping people uh not just like medical enhancements and stuff which has like always been the case that like for a lot a long long time like technologies help people live longer and things mm. but things like um there's lots of co there's companies in the news who have reduced their work weeks down to like four days rather than five um and some of like, the big unions in germany uh, have pushed it down to like well giving workers the option of a pay rise or more time off more de like fewer days a week um and that seems to be a result of like some of the things that used to just take like people a lot of time to do they've got machines doing and that means that people can just get some of their life back it's not just sort of sitting yeah. in front of a screen they can just enjoy being alive 
one thing I am afraid of within that is the internet of things so Alexa just creeps the, the hell out of me and I don't I don't enjoy it um, and I just don't like the thought of someone listening to everything I say and then giving me exactly what I want because I want to get to that by myself it's just yeah, so only listen to like ninety five percent of the podcast, so you only hear like a small amount of what Namatosh <coughs> thinks and says. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, yeah. But yeah, like it's super scary that. Like, I mean, the whole point walks. of this, so yeah, but what I'm saying now, I'm consenting to saying if someone somewhere takes what I say, um, without me knowing that they're taking it, you know, I'm not consenting to it. So it it should be, um illegal if it's not <laughs> um but i hope that changes because uh market manipula- marketing manipulation is not a good thing yeah well if you never buy anything no problem so that'll be good good on everything um but yeah there's i'm also trying to change <laughs> there's also this thing of like gig economy which is just i think code for like not paying people anything and also really precarious right like no rights really precarious employment like yeah i'm not really sure what the gig economy means uh but that's how it's yeah not good for most people well not good for a lot of people i'm not sure like a lot of the people who are in the gig economy in some form like if they had like a sort of more secure option with more rights it would be what they chose i mean calling it gig economy makes it sound really cute and hipstery and like really up and coming and trendy when actually all you're doing is losing a lot of your workers rights um not getting sick pay um not getting the amount of leave that you should be entitled to getting having employers pick and choose when you can be deemed self-employed you know all of that yes so there's definitely people for whom it works i'm sure and like (coughs) keep going it's Mm. good that it's good working for you but like I just think like technology is something that is like really, really enhanced the yeah. power of like giant companies to employ people on the terms that those companies want, without even really like having to meet them. Like yeah. you don't have you don't have to like you can put people through like huge indignities without even having to look at their face. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's just like yeah, I guess that there's the good side of like shorter working weeks and some tasks that just like never really need doing it and computers that do it's great because they're probably really boring mm. but like yeah sacrificing rights is probably not the dream no but uh one way we can stop that is um if we decrease demand for that but that gets into very tricky territory because i don't want people to lose their jobs um but like amazon could potentially like it's a it's a pretty like yeah rickety organization but i bet they could pay their yeah. staff more yeah who knows it all comes down to choice and another another part we're going to talk about is um political choice <laughs> and what we are hopeful and fearful and dreaming of in the world of politics for the next year yeah so like at the last election which was like super recent um <laughs> actually like some some like measures of diverse, of diversity did go up which isn't that hard when like parliament is like <laughs> two-thirds male and like just enormously white so like i'm not sure how much of a cause for celebration it is mm. but like if there were to be an election here i guess i'm really hopeful of 
a much more like diverse parliament that like represents Britain like much much better than like well I I don't know I'm pretty sure like two thirds of Britain isn't there it's about half and half these days but we have to check um, those figures <laughs> could be disputed um, yeah so that kind of thing um, obviously like I don't know we sort of touched on it before but a lot of the people in power are just not aware of the difficulties mm. that people face so like a parliament that like represents people with like least power would actually be probably better than a <coughs> than a perfectly like otherwise representative parliament um but maybe that's like too revolutionary <laughs> maybe we just want like something that's even barely representative to begin with i mean it's like every now and then you kind of feel like an impetus of uh mo movement i guess happening now and then at the moment it's kind of like in paris france in sudan um there's a lot happening in the u.s with the government shutdown and it just feels like a lot happens and then nothing happens and then a lot happens and then nothing happens um whilst this is going on we have the growing rise of populism regardless of people power going forward and backwards um that is what i'm like shit scared of because europe and populism are not a good recipe um or are not good ingredients for a recipe yeah totally like like there's eu elections coming up and are the number of countries in europe with like like super like pretty right-wing governments yeah uh is unbelievable and obviously like you're going to lose actually quite a lot of like british people for, well it seems likely that you're going to lose quite a lot of like british people from the eu uh like mem elected people um like maybe that won't happen i don't know no crystal <laughs> ball but like you know in that, uh it's like you lose actually like a fair block of like non like extreme kind of right-wing people um if, when the british politicians leave which is like quite scary because mm. like even if you yeah even if you you don't really want uh eu policies here <coughs> surely you still want like decent policies in europe anyway like across the board um yeah it's super worrying and like also you've got like the italian budget that I'm not sure the European Union is like particularly fond of. Mm. Like, I don't know what that will mean. Like I don't really understand how like the whole like Greece situation just never gets talked about because <laughs> like that's not going well. Yeah. Um, Spain seems like they could be like I don't, they've had elections, <laughs> but it's just never. No one seems to be like yeah. particularly happy, and like youth, uh, young unemployment is so high. Like it's just so many places going so sideways. Yeah, I think um also give like the more and more it becomes present in the political on the political stage we are also seeing a rise in grassroots racism um and uh anti-semitism and islamophobia just growing and growing and growing and people becoming more and more sure of that and becoming more confident dare i say to kind of um purport those feelings and grow them in popularity as well because it is reflected in politics as ben was talking about and it's it, the thought is terrifying because it does end up with people dying um and people have died because of these things um 
and we all have well there are people who have more of a collect of a responsibility to ensure that this doesn't happen but it being reflected in the politics is kind of making it justified for those people to have views that end up harming others with their well harm them with a loss of life yeah the state of leadership is like pretty dire like when you see bad things then i guess the natural move is to not do like a comment piece that includes racism <laughs> like the natural thing is to like call out that racism if you're like is even like barely mm. useful leader i imagine mm. i don't know um <laughs> but like yes it's just like the the public mood seems to be like informing how like politicians try and appeal to the electorate as opposed to like politicians our elected leaders and representatives trying to like appeal to us yeah on like sort of the terms that they sort of want to be they want to be elected on surely you want to be elected on like good things as opposed to appealing to sort of people's kind of bad desires and that's the that's another i think fear for this year in politics i don't know i don't really know what i'm hopeful for in politics um I don't think there is a lot to be hopeful for. <laughs> I think, I hope it doesn't get worse than this. It very well could. But I'm, I'm just going to manage my expectations of what this year could bring. Yeah, I mean, I guess one of the things that was, I guess it depends how you lean politically, but like in France you had people like going out onto the streets, as Mamatage alluded to earlier, like the Gilets Jaunes, like the yellow vests in France who like were I don't know initially really relatively clear that they wanted lower taxes on diesel but then like mm-hmm. it evolved into just like yeah. general like really strong frustration with like the way that French society is organized and they actually got like a lot of concessions from the from the government uh, from Macron like um, sort of more money for pensioners less taxes on especially some people who especially people that earn less um those fuel duties like gotten rid of for a while yeah um so i guess i mean i don't know how like i don't know how much the french situation mirrors the british situation at all and it is worth pointing out that like those protests definitely dropped off when the weather got bad <laughs> um so we might have to wait a couple of months but like maybe i'm i guess i'm really hopeful for like people in the same way as around climate in the same way around mm. like technology like really really being conscious of the power they have and like using it to get what they want and to like create change and bring what they want to people's attention so my biggest worry about what the year coming or the year that has just started is um climate change what is it i yeah i think climate change well for me it's definitely just like inequality across the board because I think it just lays the foundation mm. for everything else. If you feel like the world is unfair to you, I just think there's yeah. a really good chance you're going to be unfair to other people around you. Um, w- yeah, and especially not the people who are causing <coughs> you to yeah. causing you to be in a bad situation. Yeah. Both of these are equally as urgent and important in tackling, so that one doesn't exacerbate the other or exacerbate other things that we've talked about. But we'll see i think we're entering a very scary new world um and i don't want to leave it there maybe let's leave it on something optimistic 
So yeah, like in like optimistic news, there's a couple of like cool events coming up. Um, so the Faith and Belief Forum Youth Council has a book club, uh, which meets like once a month ish, and the next one is on the seventeenth. Yeah, we're discussing um, Bombay stories. It's a series of short stories by an author called Manto, I think, or Mantu. Um, his name is uh, uh, Sadat Hassan Manto, and it's Bombay Stories. Um, we meet about once a month and we talk about the book we've read and the things that come on its fringes, and it's a really inspiring, I think, conversation. And we have dinner. To, yeah, to have. Um, whilst our bellies are full with good food as well. If you want to find it, just type into Google FMBF Book Club. It will probably be the only thing that comes up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then also the day after that, which is like poor planning on our part, but January is a really short month. Only thirty-one days. Um, <laughs> we've got on the eighteenth of January um, a sort of celebration, come like explanation, feast thing um, about. Tubishvat, which is the birthday of the trees, a Jewish festival, uh, which like, everyone's welcome at. It'll be on a Friday evening, uh, which is because it's on the 18th, which mm. is a Friday. Um, yeah, and it'll be same place as that. So if you type in like, I guess if you type in like FBF Tubishvat celebration. Uh, How do you spell Tubishvat? Oh yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> um, like T U and then a space and then B I S H. V A T, I reckon. If you also Google Moisha House, M O I S H E House, you might also find it there. Yeah, totally. Um, and if you like email whoever you found this uh, podcast from, like they'll probably be able to tell you. <laughs> um, yeah, like Ben or Mama, I'm Ben. Mama Taj, Mama Taj. You message one of us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that'll be really good. We'll have some like speakers who've been at like. G7 conferences about the environment and climate change so that'll be cool to hear from them <laughs> I wonder who we are there'll be food, there'll be like <laughs> traditional Jewish bread, good challah um, there'll be like nice people it'll be a good time um, so yeah, some positive things to look forward to <laughs> and what else is there apart from this year um, there isn't an Olympics no there is not, and that is a positive because <laughs> is that a positive? Uh, it frees I up love the BBC Olympics. budget to other things that's true. Um, what else is there this year? Hopefully, <laughs> another really know. nice summer. I think there might be another ep- series of Killing Eve this Ooh. year. It's a brilliant TV show. Oh, Luther's just started, I think. Is that Luther, right? Luther is back. Yeah. Um, Stranger Things is back in in July. There's that really peculiar, confusing Netflix episode bandersnatch like yes there'll be a new new black mirror so lots of tv to watch out for this <laughs> yeah so if the world gets too bad just retreat into tv like yeah up make sure you have lots of stockpiled food yeah. and then just watch tv <laughs> um, um with an internet connection that is if we haven't had everything hacked yeah um, fingers crossed fingers crossed anyway that's that's it from from us ben and me. <laughs> um until next time uh thank you for listening Bye. Bye.